Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Andrew Matrone. So good to be with you today. I don't know where you're listening, maybe at the gym, in the car, but I believe that we got a great podcast in store for you. Today's a little bit different. We don't have Connor here, so you know that it's going to probably be a little uh, dumber of a podcast, potentially, <laughs> uh, or maybe better. Maybe you're like, thank God, I've been waiting for Connor not to be on the podcast, but just kidding. Connor's amazing. He's just usually the host, but he has taken this podcast off. And so I was thinking about, I want to have a couple special guests with me. And so I brought on the podcast with me, Jake and Milana Bakken. Say hello. What's hello. up? Uh, so good to have you guys today. Uh, if you don't know, Jake is our Lakewood youth pastor at, at our Lakewood campus. If you don't know much about Red Rocks Church, we have multiple locations in the Denver area. And we have a youth ministry at each location, and Jake is the Lakewood Youth Pastor. He also leads worship on the weekends as well. <laughs> Multifaceted, super talented, kind of bugs you how talented he is. <laughs> uh, and then Milana is, she does everything for young adults. So she's the one who puts this podcast out. Uh, she does all of our production. She does all of our creative. She does everything. She also does uh, a lot of our youth creative and social media and our uh, young adult social media and all the things. And so I wanted to bring them on this podcast because a couple of reasons. They, they are newlyweds. When did you guys – well, I guess not super newlyweds. Almost a yeah, year. Yeah, it's been a minute. Seven months. <sighs> Seven Crazy. months. So I guess we could still say newlyweds. When, do, when, does, when does newlyweds end? <laughs> After I don't a year, think you ever really know what you're doing. So that's that's <laughs> extremely true. Uh, they're newlyweds, but they are also in their 20s, and and so just like you, they are in the same season of life, trying to figure some things out, and as all of us are, but in in this special season of their 20s. And so I thought that it'd be really great to bring them on this podcast just to ask some questions, and uh, I think that they could really share some great insight on this season of life and. Yeah. So anyways, I think the before we start diving into to any kind of like relational stuff, marriage, dating, um, Jake, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got to this place of where you're at now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I was uh, a church kid through and through, uh, basically born on the front pew of the You church. were a church kid. <laughs> you know it. Come you on. know, it, you can relate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I grew up in the church, and and church was like everything. It was my life, and it was um, not long after I had gotten involved in ministry, I got involved as a kid or as a youth student that the Lord called me to full time ministry. Right. Um, yeah, and it, it was a journey from there. I thought it was worship, like you said, I'm, I'm involved in worship, but I thought it was worship focused for the longest time. Um, until the Lord used a situation that was very uncomfortable for me, uh, which could get into that a lot <laughs> later, but um, used a situation that, that was uncomfortable for me that really just identified that he wanted me to uh, go into vocational ministry and to speak and to be um, someone who, who leads the next generation. And so I am honored to be able to do that and honored to be able to be a part of that. But I was a, a youth pastor in Minnesota 
for about a year and a half before I moved out here and um, God wanted to call me out of my comfort zone and wanted to call me into a new spot. So yeah, that's why I'm out here. That's awesome. You know, I, th- I think that I get a lot of questions from people who like, how did you know that you were called? And I think everybody kind of has a very different story of when they felt when I say called, I mean called to like vocational ministry. Yeah. Um, for, for me, it kind of felt like this off and on, this slow fade. For some people, it's like the heavens open up and God's mm-hmm. like, you will be this. Uh, and I think there's probably a lot of people wrestling with that in their 20s listening of like, man, I, I go to church and I listen to these things and I feel like maybe God is calling me to like full-time vocational ministry. I'm not really sure. What what was it like for you kind of hearing that that call? Was it a, Was it like a on the spot or was it this slow fade that God was speaking? Yeah, I mean, I was, again, uh, involved in different ministries throughout uh, middle school, high school, and college. Um, But when I was in my transition from middle school to high school, so eighth to ninth grade year, um, I felt like God just really took hold of my heart in a new way um, and actually um, started pursuing the Lord in my own faith and and not living on the coattails of my parents' faith. And, um, And I felt like it was that moment when the Lord was like, all these things that you've walked through, all these things that you've been through, all these things that I've done in you, um, there's a purpose to them. And mm-hmm. there's there's a, a purpose that I have planned and that I have uh, set out for you. So um, I didn't know what that looked like. And it was kind of a journey. Again, I went through four years of believing that, okay, God, I've, I'm a singer and I, I love doing worship and I love doing that. Um, so I went through four years of pursuing that, like mm-hmm. feet on the ground, running, like nothing else was in, in my sights at all. Um, and it wasn't until I got involved in our youth ministry after I graduated wow. that the Lord was like, no, I, I've called you to, to just be an influence to these kids. I've called you to be uh, someone who can set an example and point them to me, um, not point them to anything else. And so um, it was a journey. It was like a four-year yeah. journey of what does this look like and what does this mean? Um, but every single time I go to prayer, I felt like the Lord just just solidified and confirmed that, hey, no matter what, I'm with you. And no matter what, I'm taking care of you. And no matter what. Um, I'm going to use you yeah. no matter what you think. So no, That's really cool because I think that people, they, they feel like I'm going to get called and then all of a sudden the, the opportunities will start. Yeah. But for you, you felt called as, mm-hmm. as a young kid and you started working towards and pursuing those things. You started taking steps of faith towards things, getting involved in certain things, right. uh, doing internships, what, what have you. So yeah. I think that's a really great thing for for. I think young 20s understand that because they're sitting here like, I feel it in my heart and my soul. Yeah. I'm just going to wait. Yeah. Um, I think one of, yeah. one of the biggest things there, too, was like just being involved in the local church. That was like my honestly my biggest thing that I went through internships and I went through like four years of youth ministry schooling. But my involvement in my local church at the time yeah. is why I am here. And yeah. Why I feel like God has like called me to do this is because awesome. I loved that. And I was even though there were days where I didn't want to go sometimes, didn't want to be a part of a ministry or whatever, like I was, I was tired or whatever, like I just chose to, to fight through those and to be like, God, no, you, you've called me to be here right now, so that's going to solidify my calling later. Yeah, because so. calling won't change. And, and so like when the longer you run from it, the more tension you have. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm just going to lean into it. But what I love about you guys' story is that you guys have very, very different backgrounds, very, very different upbringings. Um both are in full-time vocational ministry, but life looked very different yeah. getting to those stand, And that, that's what I love about you guys' story because it is so different, but God mm-hmm. still brought you guys together in that. So, Milana, how, how is, has yours, like, differed 
or like what was kind of your upbringing and and how you got to this place? Um, so I grew up in Colorado. I'm from Arvada. Hey. Anybody out there? Rad or bad? Um, and I grew up. Where'd you go to high school? Ralston Valley. <laughs> Is it Ralston or Ralston? Ralston. Oh, that's a good question. R- Ralston? She doesn't even know. I guess. don't know. She, no. Yeah. <laughs> Valley girl. Good old RV. Ralston Valley, yeah. Um, so grew up here, grew up, um, my parents were Italian Catholic family, mm. um, but we were kind of like that Christmas and Easter. Right. Creasters, um, and I was really heavily involved in sports, so we traveled a lot for that. So, didn't leave a ton of time for church, really. Um, and so, when I got into my adult life, when I went off to college and was on my own, um, was missing that and could kind of sense that I was missing something. And eventually, thanks to wonderful college roommates, wandered my way into um, a college ministry that was on campus in Oklahoma and like really surrendered my life to Jesus and started learning more and more how important a relationship with Jesus Christ is over like the religious performance or just showing up to church on a Sunday or going on Christmas. Um, And so really started to grow in my faith journey from there, moved back home and sort of was looking for a young adult ministry out here wandered into a Thursday night at Red Rocks Church and was, like, hooked. And from there, I just, like, I wanted to be here all the time. I, like, was, like, I'm going to go every Thursday. And I would go by myself, like, no matter what. I'm, like, I'm going even if I don't have anybody Mm. to go with. I started volunteering on Sundays in the Kids Rock ministry. Shout out to Kids Rock. You guys are amazing. Um, And I just wanted to be here all the time. And at the time, I didn't really know, like, what that meant. I'm just, like, I just love being here. And, God, I just love your church. And I just love, like, this this house and then eventually God kind of started to like place things in front of me of like oh they have an internship and oh they have like Mm. opportunities and just started to open my eyes more because I grew up in such a sort of secular view of like you go to college you go to high school you go to college you earn a good job you make money you support a family you buy the house you do the thing and so he kind of started opening my eyes to all these opportunities that he has within his local church um, for his people to like serve in different capacities and use their different giftings to help build his church and make his name famous. And so I, yeah, took a leap, applied for the Red Rocks Church internship for the summer. Yeah. (laughs) Ended up staying all year after that and Mm. working in young adult ministry ever since. Yeah. I I love that because what's cool about both your stories is that the local church has such a like a, was, I don't know dear Lord, I just <laughs> lost the word just like a, a huge impact on yeah, your guys's life yeah. um, and without the local church who knows where where that would have mm-hmm. uh, have yeah. come from you know um, talk to me about when how old are you when we got saved I was 20 21 I was 21 so so twenty one years. You went twenty one years of your life without a, a real relationship with Jesus. You had mm-hmm. you had probably basic knowledge, um, but what what was it that you felt? Because you know we always talk about when we preach to to people who don't know Jesus. We're like you have this void in your heart, and you've been searching. And um, but was that what you felt? Like did 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 you did you ever feel like? I'm I'm missing something or like when we talk about the Jesus void like can you look back and be like yes that but like is there a way to articulate that to what you actually felt before you knew Jesus 
Yeah, so I actually, I am very passionate um, about this topic. I don't know what anybody else who might have grown up in the Catholic Church, I don't know your experience, but speaking from my own experience and going to Mass and going to church and learning about, definitely learned about God, was read Bible stories growing up and all that, um, but there was this absence of this like access to Jesus mm-hmm. and his Holy Spirit. Like there there was always something missing, like you said. Yeah. Like I had this like fear of God deep down in my heart that was there. I was like, oh, I can't do that. Otherwise, like I'm gonna get in trouble and I'm I'm not gonna go to heaven. Yeah. Um, but there was always like that knowledge of the grace of Jesus Christ and the opportunity to be like in communion with him that was sort of like missing from my life. And then when I walked into cross Crossover, crossover was the name of the ministry in Oklahoma, and these people who were just like approaching the throne of Jesus and like worship and the way that they spoke and all this stuff and talking about like Jesus Christ, like that part of like the Trinity. I was just like, wait, what? Like we don't. What are you talking about? Like yeah. you can't, you can't bother Jesus. Like wow. <laughs> he's not accessible. Um, so that was just like eye opening and like life changing. Um, so I love. I definitely stress that within people who maybe have grown up with a similar background of like, no, you you need to know this man. Like, you need to know Jesus. Yeah. Crossover. Was that ran by basketball players? (laughs) 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 Was it not? (laughs) I'm thinking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I feel like I knew of of these like ex-college basketball players who did a ministry. They... And they played at OU. Oh. And they started a ministry called Crossover. Wait, you're joking. No, it was like, I don't think so. It was like this guy and his wife. Oh. Maybe. Crossover. It's a genuine <laughs> Yes. All right. Sorry. Genuine question. So so for you, did, did you feel like, like once you met Jesus, do you feel like that call to like full-time vocational ministry came soon after? It honestly did. I moved back from... Oklahoma pretty soon after I got saved and I remember being like so upset of like really knowing for the first time feeling like I was hearing God's voice yeah and seeing him work in my life I'm like why are you taking me away from my nice little Christian bubble in Oklahoma with all my Christian friends I have no Christian community back home like what are you doing um and then it became very clear once I was here that like it was Red Rocks which was like interesting to me because I was just like, oh, I found a church. Like I found a church home and I'm going to start like meeting people by volunteering. And then soon after that, it was very clear of like, no, like this is like the house I have. Like this is what I'm calling you to, yeah. like this place. Um, and with Young Adult Ministry, that was just sort of like a natural, like I didn't even question it. Right. It was like second nature of like, <clears throat> man, I was saved as a young adult and like I know how much God can do with a ministry um, like crossover. Yeah. And so it was just like a natural of like, I am calling you to this house and I like know exactly where I want you to like place you. Yeah, that's really so, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, th- I think we have, I hear this all the time from young adults of like, how do I know like what my next step is? How do mm-hmm. I know? And I, I think that from what I'm hearing from your guys' story, it's just, it's proximity to Jesus. Like when you, when you try to keep yourself planted in the house of the Lord, when you try to, um, stay in close proximity to Jesus, like things begin to like slowly open. And I think God does that. I think I've told you this before, but it's like, it's my target analogy. Um, (laughs) But it's like when you're going to the doors that open, they open by proximity. The closer you are to the door, they open, right? But if you're in the parking lot, they don't open. Uh 
and then you get close and they open and then you step through and you take a few more steps and the next door opens. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's how it is. Like you feel like God calls you. Well, then you got to keep, keep leaning in, yeah. stay, stay close and, and then walk. And then all of a sudden he'll open the next door and the next door, yeah. and the next door. Rarely have any of us probably seen in our lives where it's just all of a sudden the door open and it's like mm-hmm. the gates of heaven. You're like, mm-hmm. this is it. <laughs> no, God's yeah. like, Hey, take a step of faith. And yeah, you know, yeah. For sure. with that, like, my, I mean, you know this, you and I had many conversations before I came out here. Um, I thought I was at like my end all be all spot mm-hmm. in ministry. I thought uh, where I was at, not that it was a bad place at all, but I just thought that it was exactly where God had me. Um, but it was when I got comfortable that the Lord right. was like, okay, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to move some yeah. in a different way. Um, but, but with that season, I actually spent the summer before I moved out here, not in ministry. I chose to yeah. to spend a couple months just to just like rest and, and get ready for another season of ministry. Um, and in that season, I actually listened to a bunch of Red Rocks Young Adults messages all the way from the <laughs> beginning. Mm-hmm. And one of those was Connor's message, Planted. Um, mm-hmm. So like talking about how when you plant yourself in a spot, that's when God can like truly start to use you. Um, not when you're just like taking one step in and then going to another place. When you plant yourself and you stay consistent. Yeah. Um, and I thought all throughout this whole season of moving from that church to Red Rocks, I thought that the the Lord was like, okay, I'm going to use you here and I'm going to do something. But then I heard the enemy say like, but you're just going to go to another church after that. You're just going to go to another place. Mm. Um, and God might bring me to another place in the future. But right now he's called me to be planted yeah. in Red Rocks yeah. and planted here. So That word planted... I think for a lot of people causes a little level of anxiety. Mm. Yeah. Um, especially if you're in your young twenties because I mean you 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 were in middle school, high school, and then you went to college, but you always knew there was something next. So you you're you're always looking towards the next thing when when you're you know late teenager, early twenties, because now I'm looking towards graduation, I'm looking mm-hmm. towards my internship and my next job and next relationship or whatever it might be. <laughs> And so I think that word planted sounds really great for yeah. someone when you're you have a family and I'm going to get my home and it's going to look how I want to we're going to be planted here my family's going to grow up here yeah. but before that that word planted feels a little off-putting so let's let's talk about that for a second <laughs> like how 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 would you encourage a 20 something to still have vision and, and some dreams for what they want their life to look like, but still plant themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think whoever that, wants to answer that. <laughs> I the wise one can answer. <laughs> Just speaking from experience, I am someone who like I don't love change. Like yeah. of any sort. Like Same. at all. Like if Jake brings home a different like brand of milk, I'm like well, why? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because like, it's so true. I feel like that's been a fight in the household before. <laughs> I'm like, what? We've always done it. So I'm someone who, like, no, even if it's good change, like, there's something in me. So the idea of being planted is such a safe, secure thing for mm. me. But many, almost everybody in my life, Jake being one of them, are people who, like, love change and love, like, dreaming and love, like, yeah. being like, what's next, God? Like, what do you have? Um, And I think both are, like, very healthy. But like you said, there is something, like, God can do so much with you and, like, in your waiting of, like, God, Mm. I'm not going to move without you. I'm not going to move before you move. Um, Of just, like, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Like, I will will stay here, and I'm not going to look to my right or to my left. 
Like, mm-hmm. my, I'm going to say <clears throat> fix it on, fixate it on you, and when you say go, I'll go. Um, so I, th- I think there is such a testament of, like, remaining, of, like, remaining faithful, um, even if it might be scary, especially, I think, in, in the world now. Like, we're always chasing, like, the next thing or more and more and more, especially for young adults. Like, your, your life, like, most of your life is ahead of you, like, your adult life. Mm-hmm. But God can just do so much if you would just, and especially just staying planted in, like, a local church. and a church hopping is, like, a big thing and trying to find that, like, perfect match of, like, well, they, this church has this, but this church, I like the church of worship here better. Yeah. Or like, like yeah. the teaching. I'm just like, just honoring of like, no, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to serve. I'm going to just wait on the Lord and see what he can do. Um, But I think for me to speak to someone like me who like gets really comfortable and it's just like, Jake and I are going to be here forever and we're going to raise our kids and they're going to go to Red Rocks Youth. And then yeah. they'll like, um, just having a healthy amount of fear of like, okay, God, you have me here and I'm planted and I'm waiting but having like a healthy understanding that like you could call me somewhere else. Yeah. Like I'm going to plant myself and I'm for now I'm going to honor what you have the season you have me in right now, but I'm going to have a healthy understanding and a healthy fear of like you might call me right. to move, you might call me somewhere else and and I'll go. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and with change that's something that I'm I I love change and I love like going to a different spot or moving into a different direction, whatever it is. Um, but I feel like change comes with a lot of, like you said, even as planted comes with a lot of anxiety, I think change can come with a lot of anxiety yeah. too. Um, and, and I think, of, worship leader, sorry, I think of <laughs> the song Wait On You by Maverick City that literally says, it, it's scripture that says like, those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Yeah. And it's like in those seasons of living open-handed and not mm-hmm. closed-fisted that like, God, I got it, I got it. <clears throat> in the season of living open-handed of, no matter what, I'm going to follow you and yeah. I'm going to trust you. Um, he renews strength that can be taken away from that anxiety. Right. It can be um, taken away from those moments of change and those moments of shifting in your life. And I feel like like God's just called us specifically to to plant ourselves right now, to be here yeah. um, and doing that when we're in this season. And not that we're waiting for the next best thing. We really do feel like right. this is the best spot that that God could have us and that he does have us. Um, but in that season of waiting, we our strength is renewed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's using us and our marriage to renew each other and, and to renew um, the things that maybe have been taken from other experiences or right. other seasons of life. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think we could redefine planted. Planted doesn't mean that you're stuck <laughs> there forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Planted means that this is where God has placed me, whether I like it or not. And for the time being, I'm going to plant my feet, be faithful, work hard um, while he has me here and just trust like God is my promoter. Mm -hmm. God will promote me, move me along. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just having a conversation with someone yesterday who feels like maybe God is moving them somewhere else. And and I said, okay, before you do that, I'm like, just have have you given all that that you can to Mm. this season of life um, and to this place? Uh, because if you haven't, then maybe you're allowing yourself to wander, um, and I'm not. That's not. That's maybe not for everybody. I think that God can shift quickly, but even for people like in relationships, I, I think that everyone is so used to changing relationships. They're online dating, and so they can they can. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, where you can match with twenty different people. And so, if that date doesn't, if that one doesn't work out, you know that there's nineteen other matches. Yeah. And, and so it just kind of creates this, I can move on, there's something new, there's something better, always something different. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's why I'm such a big proponent when it comes to young adults of like DTR, like define your relationship yeah. and and choose like, okay, maybe God has placed this person in my life. And so the best of my ability, I'm going to steward this. Um, I'm going to walk in this relationship with integrity and character. And, and if it doesn't work out, then at least I, I know that yeah. I, I gave myself to it right. in, in, in the way that God, God wanted me to. So um, I, I think that's such a big thing for, for young adults and really for anybody. I'm like, man, being planted is not saying I have, I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. No, like God's like trying to teach you something while, right. yeah. while you're there. So, so, good. so let's switch gears for, for a minute. Uh, when did you guys meet? <laughs> I was waiting for that to come. <laughs> I mean, I know when you met, but for all the listeners. Um, Jake actually does not remember meeting me. That's so not true. That's a fun fact about. No. Um, I was a summer intern. I used to, Moana's not bitter about that. <laughs> Because I remember it. I remember it because he like sang at Young Adults and I was a Young Adult intern for the summer. And his sister, Jess, who was also leading worship that night, introduced us backstage. But he doesn't remember. (laughs) It's not. Jake, honest moment. Do you remember? I do. I do. I've told her many times. I remember exactly where we were when we shook hands for the first time. Uh, But little did he know I was joining the nine-month internship yeah. class that year that he was in. So we met when we were interns. <laughs> Did you guys date when you were interns? No. No, it's not allowed. You know that. <sighs> so <laughs> dating is not allowed in our internship. You can't date each other. You can date outside of the but you can't it's date each other. strongly encouraged not to. Strongly encouraged not to because we want you to give nine months of no. your life solely to – which I agree. Yeah. I'm a big advocate for But I did start, you know, hearing little birdies chirping about Milana and Jake talking a little bit more. And, and then we, we went to Rome as an intern class. And one day I'm like, where's Jake and Milana? And they were on a little Roman Vespa getaway. I was living my best Lizzie McGuire life. You okay? really were. We weren't alone, though. We were, we were some people. Yeah, in our defense... Mitch and Andy and Casey, three three other interns were there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, we were late to dinner, so. <clears throat> but you, but you guys, when the internship uh, ended, you guys started started dating. We did. So talk talk to me about about your guys' your your dating experience being, uh, because you both became full time residents on staff. Mm-hmm. So you're in your minute in full time ministry, twenty something. You guys started started dating. Okay. Um, She's eager to talk about it. So we we did. We did the classic intern thing where the day after the internship ended, you announced that you're dating. (laughs) Like nobody knew. You Uh DTR. um, Do a little photo shoot for (laughs) the old gram. Yeah, you got to Instagram official it, you know. Uh Um, But I remember in in my exit interview with, with you and Connor, a conversation that really stuck with me of we're like, hey, it's actually really hard to do ministry while you're like dating and you're not married. And just the conversation of like what that could look like or um, certain boundaries. And so we actually started to experience that really soon um, because he was doing, he was the interim youth pastor at Lakewood and I was doing young adult ministry and we're working together and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And Mm -hmm. we're doing ministry and this is a fun like life that we have. And then quickly learning that like doing that within 
the the boundaries of dating is just looks a lot different and yeah. it needed to look a lot different and so um we like quickly learned that like okay we should this we're not married um and we're we're trying to like run this race mm-hmm. that god has us on in ministry <clears throat> and like serve faithfully but what does that look like for us and so we ended up kind of taking a step back from being super involved in each other's ministries, um, especially with the youth, <laughs> because if anybody knows youth students, is that they take <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of giving. <laughs> yeah. They yes, and they are like so involved in like their pastor's life, you know. Yeah. So like I I never wanted to be super involved, get really really close with a lot of students and then God forbid Jake and I don't end up working out. And right. then they're like, well, where's Milan? Or, you know, mm-hmm. like the students, <laughs> students just feel like they're entitled to like every part uh-huh. of your life, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we love you students. We love you. Red oh, the freaking best. <laughs> the freaking best um, and then with young adult ministry, like we, he wouldn't be like volunteering a ton and we didn't really like, tell anybody we were dating. We tried to have like really, really good boundaries of like, okay, we're, we're both on this race with the Lord and we're both like running in this direction after him. But like, we're not, we're not one yet. Like we can't, we can't Mm -hmm. be doing this in a capacity that we're like doing this together. If that like sort of makes sense. Like we really had to be like, okay, right now my pursuit is for the Lord and your pursuit is for the Lord. And those aren't like together quite yet. And so we got to be careful. So we, we really tried to have good boundaries of like, the, of keeping it a little bit, a little bit separate, and not like reaching for things that weren't in our time yet. Was it was it freeing to to not feel the pressure to like kind of play house a little bit? Because I I think like you, you can kind of you start dating, and all of a sudden you feel this pressure of our lives have to be completely connected in every aspect. Mm-hmm. But you guys found that hey, there actually might be a lot of value in life for us to still enjoy one another, engage in relationship, but still have a level of individualism. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, I'm, I'm not saying that's, that's necessarily right or wrong. Some people might feel like, no, our lives are completely connected. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. I think in, in Christian relationships, it's easy to, it's easy to like immediately start acting like, okay, we're going to do life together for the rest of yeah. our life. And we're going to do this and we're doing it right. So why not keep doing it right? Right. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. so I think one of the things that, I had to, I think, wrestle with a little bit more than Milana did is I, I wanted her to be a youth. I right. wanted her to be a part of those things. But I felt like the Lord really was like, no, 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 for right now, this is your journey, and this is what I have you on. Um, and eventually this is going to, like, and you can talk to Andrew, you can talk to other people. It was like I knew that this was this was going <laughs> to be the end all, that we were going to get married and we were going to have a life together. Milana, not so much in some, <laughs> some scenarios. Um, but... But I think for me, it was the Lord just teaching me patience and teaching me to just be like, okay, Jake, I got you. And, and Milana, I've placed her in your life. And, and this is a special part of, of my, like my story, my plan for you. But at the same time, right now, I need you. Yeah. I need you to focus on me. And I need you to, to give me all your attention. Um, so I wrestled with that. And I, I really had to, to figure that out in the midst of all the other things going on in life. And I felt like... God just was really close in those moments of yeah. moments where I was like, okay, but I want to go talk to Milana. It was like, no, first, like, spend some time with me and be here and be present so that I can can be everything that you yeah, need. That's so. great. And, you know, I think <clears throat> even once you get married, you still have freedom to 
to choose how much you are integrated in each yeah. other's lives. And I think that you you can have expectations, but that needs to be communicated. Yeah. And I, I've I've seen you guys communicate very well since being married. Is when not, a, not before. <laughs> well, <laughs> as as far as now, now you both are super involved right. in each other's ministries, right. and you have full time youth on Wednesday. You're preaching. We're filming this on a Wednesday or now. You're preaching tonight. <laughs> Um, but you're filming the Young Adult podcast, and and you'll you'll be a part, and you'll serve in whatever capacity that she needs, um, and vice versa on on Wednesdays. But there's also like you still have freedom to still be an individual, yeah, within that. But I I, I did want to I did want to mention this because I I don't want to go take too much of you guys' time. But I think something that's so profound about you guys' relationship. We can we can be can we get vulnerable for a minute? Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Um, we don't we don't have to get personal, but we can, we can get vulnerable. <laughs> I think you, you guys definitely had some ups and downs in your in your dating relationship, um, as a lot of people do. Me and my wife, we had tons of up and ups and downs. We like broke up like ten times because I was an idiot. <laughs> if we look back, it boils down to me. I was an idiot. <laughs> some people have this like smooth ride, and it's like great and it's perfect. Um, but you guys had a lot of ups and downs. And talk me through. Let me see how how, how I can best ask this. Because what I loved about you guys, because I, I I performed their wedding, and and it was so like beautiful because I knew that it was right, I knew that it was right, and it was like man, this is this is it. I had full integrity that they're supposed to be together, but you guys fought through it, <laughs> fought each other and fought for for each other, and so how, how did you how did you like keep pushing through the relationship? Like how did you know to keep pushing through? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I think I think a lot of people they're they're struggling in their relationship, and it's like, man, we just keep breaking up, or this is I feel like we're fighting a lot. Like, is is it worth it? Should I stay with it? Um, and that's always something that I always wrestle with people. I'm not really sure if you should stick with it or not. I don't know the end game. So you guys really fought through it. Um, so what was it that made you continue to to, to fight through it and know like, hey, this this is this is worth it? Yeah. It's funny you say that, that you're like, I don't I don't know the end game to some other people's relationships because I remember you saying that to me. You're like, I don't know yeah. if this is what is it. Not that you had doubts, but it was more so this is your journey and this is your story. Um, I think for me, as cliche as it is, <laughs> it, it really just came down to like, one, Milana just made me happy. And Milana like really um, filled something in, in my heart that, like, no, it didn't replace the Lord, obviously. It didn't replace, like, my relationship with him. But right. filled something in my heart that really just, like, pushed me forward in everything that I w- was doing. Um, it, she was someone who encouraged me, is someone who encourages me in ministry, yeah. in life, and in all these areas. And it was a life-giving relationship. Um, it was it, At moments it took, right? As, at moments it was tough. Um, but our, our dating relationship, as, as rocky as it was in so many scenarios— um, Every time I went back to, okay, God, but is this what you have? There was never a no. There was never a, uh, I don't know or anything like that. Like I was just clear with me that it was like, okay, just keep going and just keep being faithful and keep trusting me because I felt like there were many moments where God just wanted to do something new and something different um, in my own heart through our relationship and through things that um, we walked through and through things that we were, we were going through. And, and I felt like I was able to just keep the vision for, like, what he had in store. Yeah. And and so that might not be your, your story. That might not be, like, everybody's story. But for me, it was more so God was like, 
this might be tough right now, but but I have something planned and I have something in store. So just stay faithful and stay just stay consistent and yeah. Stay, yeah. stay in this. Would would it be fair to say that you, you probably had more consistent thought and vision for that than than maybe maybe you did at, at times? Juan <laughs> is silently <laughs> laughing over there. Um, yeah, I I think that could be fair to say. At moments we both had our our, our moments of like, okay, well, what is this gonna look like? But, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think I remember sitting <laughs> in Andrew's office kind of when we first started sort of seeing problems for the first time. Because, you know, after the internship right away, it was like, oh, my gosh, we're in ministry mm-hmm. and we he loves the Lord and like just relational bliss. Um, and I remember just being like, no, this this can't be happening. Like I finally found like a man who like loves the Lord yeah. and he's like righteous and um just being really, really unsure, kind of like I was the more unsure one. Um, and I think what it just boiled down to is with the Lord, because I would just pray and pray, be like, I don't know, God, like, I just tell me, like, please just tell me, mm-hmm. like, black and white, whether or not I should, like, is Jake the one? Am I going to get married? Are we going to have, like, the the happy life, the house, the kids, yeah. all that? Yeah. And um, I think what it just boiled down to is the Lord is, like, man, it's, like, up to you. Like, at that point, it was, like, I knew Jake um, was on, like, pursuit of the Lord. Like, I knew that he was, like, sold out for Jesus. I knew that, like, on paper, him and I, like, kind of worked. Like, we're like, hey, we work. (laughs) Like, we both work in ministry. We have the same passions for the next generation. Like, I get along. Like, I'm best friends with his sister. Like, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Um, but there were there were obviously struggles that we faced, and I'm trying to like weigh these against each other, black and white, to be like, is he the one? Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Lord would like I'm not I'm not a huge advocate for like soulmates <laughs> or like the one person mm-hmm. for you. I think more so like I believe Jake is the one, but I believe like it's because we fought yeah. and we've worked on the relationship and worked on things within our hearts and struggles that we've had to to make it so that like our relationship um honors God and um just looks a way that um a like a Christian marriage like we fight for that and yeah. that's why I think Jake is the one and it came down to the Lord is like this is up to you and I'm going to be with you either way yeah like you're not I'm you're not going to miss out on me or miss out on my best for you mm-hmm. um so I think it, it just, like, comes down to, like, are they, do they love the Lord? Are they, like, sold out for Jesus? Are they running in, like, the same direction that you want to run in with your life? And, like, can can they, like, you know, are they integrity? Do they have integrity? Are they, like, living a life of, um like, human, the way that Jesus says brings about human flourishing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, and if all those things are there, <laughs> then I feel like just, like, you just got to ask yourself, like, Man, I don't know. I just feel like God leaves so much of it up to us. And that's like really what it boils down to. I remember journaling and just being like, just tell me. Yeah. And God was just like, I'm with you. And like, I love you. I love Jake. And I'm going to be with you. It's like, it's your choice. And obviously I, I chose Jake. Yeah. So. And then, and then, you know, it's like, like, like for you guys, you had this like fun kind of like we're flirting and then like you're dating and that <laughs> brings its own challenges. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I think we might be getting married all new challenges, then engaged, and then married, then kids, and another kid. It was just like there's always like this next level. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's funny is I've done so many weddings, and I always talk about love and, you know, <laughs> you know other things. And 
you know, but then me and my wife, we went through like a really, really intense couple years of marriage and then getting to to walk through, like getting to be so a part of your guys' dating relationship. I remember I, I'd never written this part in a wedding, but with you guys, I, I wrote the, I wrote it in there and I talked about like that love is not passive, that love is active, that love does not sit back, that love fight. And I kind of just started like writing out all these thoughts of like, that's why for me, I kind of agree with you on like the one, mm -hmm. because you can you can figure out how to love somebody, mm -hmm. but it's, it has to be active. It has you yeah. have to fight. You have to lean in. You can't like stray back. You, you know. And so, yeah. So I I think that's that's something that you know for a lot of people like how do I know? Well, seek counsel. Yeah. Um. You know, the proverb says like before you wage war, seek counsel. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to seek, like, the counselor, <laughs> you know, and, like, actually, like, what is the Holy Spirit speaking to me? Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah I remember I, you saying that to me <laughs> <laughs> when I was, like, sitting in your office, like, how are we already going through this? Like, we haven't been dating that long. And you were like, no, this is so good mm -hmm. that you guys are going through this before marriage. Because I was like, this is, like, mm -hmm. too much. This is too intense. Like, there's no way we could possibly work out because we're already going through this when we're yeah. dating. And you're like... No, you guys are learning the difference between love as a feeling and love as an action. Yeah. And I, like, probably didn't believe you in the moment. <laughs> I was probably like, you're crazy. But now, like, looking back, I am, like, so thankful for our story and so thankful that that was something um, that was learned, like, mm -hmm. early. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because most I, people most people run from it and avoid it. Yeah, yeah. but it, it it will come to a head. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it might be at two o'clock in the morning after you have your first child. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that that like love isn't a feeling; it's an action. That was something that she shared with me that you shared with her, and it was like this moment. And I think we've literally carried that throughout the yeah. rest of our relationship yeah. yep. until today. Um, that in everything that we do, it's so much more than just how you feel. It's so much more than what you're thinking. It has to be active. It has to be yep. something that you do. Um, and again, like you said, like we're thankful for our story and we're thankful for the journey that we were on because in the moment we're like, what? Like, God, you're, <laughs> this is, there's no way that this is what, this is like what you had planned. There's right. no way that this is what you wanted for us. And, and the pain and the hurt that comes from different things, like there's no way that this is our story and this is what you have. Yeah. But looking back, it, our marriage is so much stronger because of it, because yeah. of the things that we walked through and because of the things, the conversations that we had, the hard things we talked about. It was, it's so much stronger now. And I feel like we know each other more in good ways and bad ways, right? <laughs> we can push each other's buttons a little bit more. Like, oh, um, I didn't know you treated laundry like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or dishes. Or put the dishwasher. Oh, yeah, the dishes. Like, what is it, laundry and dishes? I swear to God, those are like <laughs> two things. Yeah. I put a bowl upside down once and didn't hear it about it. It fills with water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just I really do feel like we're stronger because of what we walked through. hundred percent. We're stronger yeah. because of the journey that God had for us. That's great. So if if, if you're still listening, we only got a couple more minutes. Um <laughs> so if if you could I'll I'll give you each each a, a, a moment to, to answer, but if, if you could boil down like one piece of advice when it comes to like this stage of your twenties, and it, it could be dating, it could be vocation, whatever, whatever it might be. Like, what's what's one of the most valuable things that? And you guys are still kind of right and smack dab in the middle of it, you know. Um, so, so you can only speak to what what you know and what you've experienced. But if you could boil it down, like, man, 
if someone told me this or or if I would have known this, this is what I would love to offer someone at this stage of life. Um, yeah, one of the things that I, I feel like the Lord's taught me in every season of life, especially the one right now, um, and even when we were dating and engaged, um, is it was just don't rush the process. I feel like God just really has has always taken me on a different like a different path, not necessarily. Um, I, I mean, like I said, I've, I've known I want to be a ministry forever, but there there was like a whole nother path that I didn't realize. Yeah. And there was a whole nother journey and a whole nother slower journey that I was like, I just want to jump into it and get into it. Um, and even with our relationship, there were so many people that were like, hey, just don't rush this process and don't rush through your engagement season because you'll never get that back. And I just feel like God has just always shown me that when I try to take it into my own hands, right, close-fisted or rushing the process, right. um, I'm going to miss something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss something that he has. And, and I'm going to to miss out on, like, this might sound stupid, but little, like, jewels that he has throughout, like, even yeah. in the valley seasons and even in the hard seasons. Like, he still is speaking. He's still uh, moving in that time. And, and so don't rush the process. Let the Lord's timing for your life, let the Lord's timing for your journey um, just really just let that be what it is and let God do what he wants to do because that will always be the best. Yeah. That will always be um, God's best for you. That's great. Yeah, enjoy life and enjoy the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you just, yeah. life's a miss. You, you yeah. don't know what tomorrow will look like. Yeah. Milana? Really good. I'm like, oh. Good job, You Kate. took mine kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you can say the um, same thing. <laughs> no, I think that's great. And I think just from our experiences, like interning, and we have some like of the same life experience in ministry now that's like so real um with that we're such big advocates for the ministry too <laughs> for uh the internship ministry just cuz yeah for real if you're thinking if you're listening to this and you're thinking about doing it just do it just send it redrockschurch.com forward slash internship we'll go. still take you where's that plug <laughs> um Maybe. and that's not even to like get anything out of for us to get anything out of it my husband and i can just speak so much to not only what it did, I met my husband, but not only for what it did in us individually. Because um, I think my advice, I think in your 20s are such a time of where you're like sort of think you can be like really selfish. Mm-hmm. Like you're like figuring mm-hmm. out your career path, your friend group, like what you want out of life. Like right. your 20s are just kind of like this time to like dream and like run after, kind of chase after what you want, where you want to live, what you right. want your life to look like. And I think the biggest thing I learned in the internship and just being in ministry now and the biggest advice I can kind of sounds intense, but just like just to die to yourself Mm. of like the world tells you like your twenties are such a time for like you to flourish and to dream. And man, I just think there's so much like learning that lesson of like, God, not my will, but yours and like not what I want, but what you want. Um, Because if I would have chased after (laughs) what I wanted at, 21 years old my life would look so much different than what it looks like right now and what what god had in store for me and what i'm i'm seeing come to fruition now is like so so much better than what i what my own ambitions and my own selfish wants could have brought me yeah i'm so proud of you guys (laughs) my gosh no seriously i it's uh it's been so fun to watch you guys' journey and see you guys flourish and the level of influence that you guys have at this church and with people. And it's been a fun thing to like do do life and ministry together. So thank you guys for joining. Uh, and thank you for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. 
If you did, why don't you share this with somebody that you think this could benefit. And as always, subscribe to any of the channels that we have, whether it's YouTube. YouTube, do we have it on YouTube? We don't have it on YouTube. Just kidding. Uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, Google, podcast. all the things. But hey, listen, we love you guys. And until next time, we will see you soon. Take care. Bye. See ya.